I'm Brian Gottstein, and this is the Daily Signal Top News for Tuesday, February 13th. Here are today's headlines. The Senate passed an additional $61 billion in funding for Ukraine. The bill passed after an all-night session where a number of Republicans argued that the U.S. shouldn't be sending more money to the beleaguered nation. One senator who's spoken out in firm opposition to the massive foreign aid spending bill is Senator Mike Lee of Utah. Lee said on the Senate floor last night that the bill should be voted down because it fails to address America's border crisis. Lee said that the only hope Republicans have of passing a real border security measure is to tie a border bill to Ukraine aid. Republicans stand for border security and the rule of law. Regardless of where they come down on Ukraine aid, they should realize that we're forfeiting that leverage, that bargaining power tonight if we vote for this. Around 6.30 this morning, the Senate voted to pass the massive spending bill. 22 Republicans joined Democrats to approve the foreign aid package. In addition to providing Ukraine with about $61 billion for the war with Russia, the bill also sends $14 billion to Israel for its war against Hamas. And it provides nearly $10 billion for humanitarian aid for people in conflict zones, which includes Palestinians in Gaza. Kentucky Senator Rand Paul appeared disgusted with the bill's passage. He mocked the attitude of Republican Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Open the champagne, pop the cork. The Senate Democrat leader and the Republican leader are on their way to Kiev. They've got $60 billion they're bringing. I don't know if it'll be cash in pallets, but they're taking your money to Kiev. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky praised the passage of the bill on X today, saying, The world is looking for American leadership to remain steadfast, help protect lives, and preserve freedom. In the House, Speaker Mike Johnson has indicated that he may block the bill by not putting it up for a vote. He's pointed to the lack of border funding as a reason for doing so. On Monday, President Donald Trump asked that the Supreme Court get involved in the case against him where prosecutors claim he sought to interfere in the results of the 2020 election. Trump claimed that he has presidential immunity from the events of January 6th, but a lower court ruled the former president doesn't. He's trying to move the trial until after the 2024 election, but appealing his immunity claim does not appear to be helping him in that aim. Prosecutors are working to hold the trial as soon as possible. But today, Chief Justice John Roberts gave special counsel Jack Smith one week to respond to Trump's request for his trial to be placed on hold until Trump can ask the full 11-judge bench of the District of Columbia Circuit Court of Appeals to review his presidential immunity claims. Trump's federal trial was originally set to start on March 4th, but then he appealed the lower court ruling on his presidential immunity claim. And he's now waiting for a new court date. Politico reports that Prosecutor Smith is expected to oppose the former president's request for a pause on proceedings while Trump pursues his appeal. Has the Biden family benefited from business dealings with China? That's a question the House Oversight and Judiciary Committees are seeking an answer to. Former Biden family business associate and now whistleblower Tony Bobolinsky testified before the Oversight and Judiciary Committees today in a closed-door hearing. 
The New York Post reports that Bobulinski told members of Congress during the private hearing today that Joe Biden was the brand that the Biden family members were selling in lucrative dealings in countries like China and Ukraine. He told Congress that for four years he's tried to tell the American people the truth about serious corruption at the very top of their government. He said that the Biden family business was Joe Biden, period. The hearing today focused on questions surrounding the Biden family's business dealings with a Chinese company called CEFC. Bobolinsky claims that the Chinese Communist Party sought to infiltrate and compromise Joe Biden and the Obama-Biden White House through Biden family business dealings with Chinese Communist-linked energy company CEFC. He said Biden was aware of the transaction between the company and the Biden family business, and he enabled it and had a constitutional responsibility and obligation to the American people to shut it down. Maryland Democrat Representative Jamie Raskin has questioned Bobolinsky's credibility. He said others need to corroborate his claims. The New York Post reported that congressional Republicans allege Hunter Biden and his uncle James Biden were paid $7 million in 2017 and 2018 by the Chinese-backed energy company for largely unknown services. The closed-door hearing today is part of Republicans' impeachment investigation into President Biden. The White House has said that the president was not involved with the family business. Super Bowl Sunday brought some big surprises with it. And one that's caught the attention of lawmakers in D.C. is Biden's presidential campaign's decision to join TikTok. Biden appeared on the Chinese-owned social media platform for the first time on Sunday in a post answering a few questions about the big game in a 27-second video. Chiefs or Niners? Two great quarterbacks, hard to decide. But if I didn't say I was for the Eagles, then I'd be sleeping alone. My wife's a Philly girl. Game or commercials? Game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies. Chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee, Democratic Senator Mark Warner, said he's worried about the decision Biden's campaign made to join the platform. TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, is headquartered in Beijing and is subject to Chinese law that requires companies to make their users' data available to the communist government. Werner said that at the end of the day, the Chinese Communist Party can not only get access to the data, but also, more importantly, can potentially drive the algorithms in terms of what you're seeing. In 2022, Biden signed an act banning the use of TikTok on all government devices. White House spokesperson John Kirby said that the administration's position on the security concerns regarding TikTok have not changed. But, as Werner notes, with the Biden campaign using the platform while the Biden administration warns of its security risks, it may be sending a mixed message. And that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to The Daily Signal's top news. If you haven't gotten a chance, be sure to check out our morning show right here in this podcast feed, where we interview lawmakers, experts, and leading conservative voices. Join us tomorrow morning for the Daily Signal interview edition. Rob Bluey will be sitting down with former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense Elbridge Colby to explain what the American people need to know about the supplemental spending bill moving through Congress. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us to reach more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read all of your feedback. Thanks again for listening. Have a great night, and we'll be back with you all tomorrow morning.
The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.